Glad everyone's here tonight. Want to spend a couple minutes, quick recap before we break for groups. Has anyone ever had car trouble? Anyone? Anyone? I bought a car one time and it broke down on the drive home. I kid you not. From the purchase. To make matters worse, I'd flown to San Jose to buy this vehicle. We were newly married. I mean, I was 22 or something. I bought a one-way ticket to San Jose, and I buy this car, this truck, and um, I, I had done my due diligence, I think. Um, I had checked the car facts. I talked to the guy, asked a lot of questions. I drove around in it. He actually picked me up from the airport. It was kind of creepy. He picked me up from the airport. We drove. I took it to a mechanic. Mechanic checked it out. Hey, everything looks good. All right, I throw down the money, I hop on the road to, to take this road trip home, and it breaks down on the on-ramp to the freeway. And I'm like, what, what did I get myself into? And, um, you know, sometimes that happens. Um, in spite of our, our best efforts, I, I had opened up the hood, and I had looked around, and you know, I don't really know what I'm looking for, but it seemed like the right thing to do, and all the factors were lining up, uh, but this was a bad, bad vehicle, bad purchase. Uh, I didn't have it for long. It broke down again. It was like major, major issues, and uh, you know, sometimes we have a vehicle like that. It breaks down. We can't necessarily do anything to avoid it, but there, there are some things we can do just by way of taking good care of a vehicle to avoid those kinds of things. You know, if you're a car owner, you can... Um, you can neglect your vehicle. You can basically just run it into the ground and you can just run it hard, drive it hard, ignore all the gauges, ignore all the warning lights, ignore all the suggested maintenance and, and everything, and you can just go until it breaks down, do a major overhaul, fix it, and then repeat the process over and over again. It's a, it's a low maintenance in the day-to-day, but it's a high cost when it breaks down, it breaks down big, Right? You could be the other kind of car owner where you can have a vehicle, take meticulous care of it. You can follow all the suggested uh, maintenance and tune-ups and oil changes and check the tire pressure. And uh, you can be a really good car owner by taking good care of it every step of the way. It's high maintenance in the day-to-day, but what you do is you are um, preventing the major breakdowns as best you can from happening And I think similarly in our marriages, right, we can do the same kind of thing where we neglect the relationship. It's easy in the day-to-day, but we neglect it to the point where when it breaks down, it breaks down big. And there's a major issue, there's a major blow-up, there's a major conflict, and we haven't done our due diligence in the day-in, day-out maintenance and care of this delicate relationship. We, we can be the kind of people who are in a marriage that uh, we do take care of the relationship. We do uh, care for it and follow suggested tune-ups and maintenance. And um, I want for us, I think, as a ministry, I want for us to be people who are careful about the relationship that God has given us. It's a blessing. It's, it's a huge blessing that we can have this thing called a marriage relationship. If we start thinking about different ways that we can care for the relationship, we could probably come up with a lot of different things. Tonight, I want to talk about one of those things. Before I tell you what it is, 
I want to take you back to last week at the Q&A and also this last weekend, the weekend sermon. There is a thread that runs through both of those. I know because it kicked me in the teeth. Uh, Pastor Mike said something at the Q&A. Actually, he said a lot of things at the Q&A that hit me like a ton of bricks, but this one in particular. That was great, by the way, right? Pastor Mike and Carlin in here, that was awesome. So one of the things he said was, I asked the question, um, if you could go back to this stage of life, newlywed, having young kids, um, having elementary school kids, if you can go back, what would you do differently? I really wanted to know the answer to that question, and his answer messed with me. He said, in a good way, he said, I would pray more. I would pray better. And he's sitting here on the stage saying, if I could go back to where you're at right now, one thing I would do differently is I would pray different. That is something that isn't out of our reach. That's not something that only Pastor Mike can do. That is something that every single one of us can and really should take to heart. And I just think, man, what, here he is on the stage saying that. What prevents me from doing that? I am at the season of life where he says he wishes he could go back and do this differently. I'm there now, and there's nothing that should or you know, could prevent that from happening if I were to make the commitment to, uh, to do it. So that hit me. And then um, the, the aftershock came on Sunday when we were in Psalm 10 and talking about some of the, the uh, tribulations of the world in which we live, the injustices of uh, a fallen world. And the last point, maybe an overlooked concept, was to f- be strengthened through prayer. We live in a world full of injustice. We ought to trust God and um, understand that he's going to judge in the right way at the right time. But the last point was to be strengthened through prayer. And I think there's a lot of different places we turn and a lot of different things we do to find strength and to, to bear up under some of the frustrations of this world. And I think prayer could be often low on the list. And so that was the one-two for me. And I thought we should spend some time tonight thinking about prayer because I think it's one of the ways that we can really care for our marriage relationship. Like I said, there's probably a lot of things we could do, but I think prayer is one way we can invest some time this week to care for and feed this relationship that will really make a difference in a positive sort of way. And so I want to challenge every single one of us to take time over the next seven days to pray for our marriage relationship. So I'm challenging you right here, right now, everyone, myself included, to pray for 10 minutes every day between now and next week at this time about your marriage. And so I've come up with some different categories of your marriage relationship, and I put them down on little pieces of paper that fit nicely into a Bible. So you want to hand those things out for me right now, Miss Delia? Thank you so much, Kiara. As those things are being handed out, I want to just explain it a little bit. It's, um, there's some bullet points on there, and if you take 10 minutes every day and pray for that thing that's on there, you will have prayed for, if my math is correct, for 70 minutes 
During the course of the next 168 hours, I think that is something you can find time for. In the next 168 hours, take 70 minutes of direct, intentional, careful time about your marriage relationship. This is good stuff to pray, and maybe it's categories of your marriage that you don't typically pray for. Um, <laughs> I'm really curious just to see, you know, you, you set out to pray for one of these things. Do you pray for 30 seconds and then run out of things to say? That could happen. Uh, if that happens, keep praying. Go back to the top of the list and keep working through it. You're going to have to really think through your spouse and where they're at and what they need and how, what would benefit them in order to fill 10 minutes of prayer time about these things. So the idea is, starting tomorrow, you've got a, a topic and a couple bullet points there to pray about on Friday. Take 10 minutes praying about your spouse's spiritual growth on Friday. So pray for just some suggestions here. You can pray for more than what's on there, but their hunger. When was the last time you asked God for your spouse to have an, a hunger for the Bible? To have a desire, a craving, a thirst for the Bible. Pray that for them, would you? For their prayer time. And hopefully they're doing the same challenge this week. For their battle for holiness. And maybe that's a really good thing for you to ask them. Hey, is there anything specifically I can pray for you about when I pray for your holiness? I want to go to God on your behalf and ask for you to find victory in your battles of temptation this week. I care for you in that sort of way. I'm caring for your soul. There's a suggested passage there. Paul's praying for the Ephesians. Okay, Saturday, pray for opportunities to serve your spouse. This one is about you. So don't start praying about things that you wish they did differently. Saturday is about you praying about how you can best serve your spouse. It's like self-reflection and vulnerability before the Lord. How can I best love and care for my spouse? Can I ask for a sensitivity to know how to best help and encourage your spouse. For, look for, pray for ways to love them and to care for them. And then the, the last one there is thoughtfulness. And not only just thinking about this sort of care for your spouse, but ask God for the opportunities to match that thoughtfulness with action, to not only think about it, but also to, to follow through with some of this. And, and we'll see what happens, you know, if you pray like this every day, if maybe you'll notice more opportunities to love and serve your spouse. Maybe you'll be more willing and eager to seize those opportunities when they present themselves. It'll be interesting. Sunday, thank God for your spouse. Spend 10 minutes just thanking God for your spouse. There's a lot of different reasons to thank God for your spouse. Take some time and just profusely thank the Lord. Monday, pray for good communication. Ask the Lord for you to have good communication with your spouse. Clear, open, honest communication. Pray for your ability to listen well. Pray for you to use your words to give grace. There's a lot more that you can fill in under each of these. Tuesday, pray for your spouse's time management and ministry. I put those together because hopefully one of the ways we're spending our time is in some form of um, some 
way that we're serving the Lord uh, in the home, in the workplace, in the community, in the church. And um, there's a couple specific points that are there to pray for uh, them to have opportunities to be a good example to those around them and to share the gospel when the opportunity is presented. Wednesday, pray for your kids or your future kids. I think it's a real cool thing to, to tell your kids that you've been praying for them since before they were born. <laughs> um, pray for them, their salvation, for your wisdom and parenting them, for effective teamwork with your spouse. I put Exodus 20, 12 down there if you know what that is. You might, I, you might wonder why I put that down. It says, children, uh, honor your father and mother. It's the Ten Commandments. And, uh, but it says, that it may go well with you. And so it's not just a self-serving prayer like, man, God, help these kids to please learn how to obey for crying out loud. But to pray that for their sakes. Because when they obey you, it's, it goes well with them. And then um, on Thursday, one week from today, pray with your spouse. And um, any combination of the previous prayer requests. This is just a tool for you. Stash it in your Bible. But I really want um, to encourage you as strongly as I can uh, to, to make this sort of commitment for the next week. Um, this could be something that you pray all the time for your spouse, but I'm just asking for the next seven days that you do this and that we take a season. We take, we take the next week, and as a ministry together, we determine to really focus on caring for the relationship in this sort of way. I think it's time well spent. I think you can find 10 minutes. This is, after all, a lifelong covenant that you've entered into with a person. It seems wise and reasonable to spend 10 minutes a day for the next week to invest in it a little bit. So let's meet right here, same time, same place, one week from today, and you can tell me what it did for your marriage, what sort of impact it had, what sort of opportunities you had to serve your spouse that you didn't see before, and um, I hope and trust that this would be a good thing for those of us that do it. So um, that wasn't a whole lot of recap about the weekend sermon, but it was one of the implications of the third point that directly applies to marriage. So I want to have you guys go into your small groups and talk about the weekend sermon and just take this as a tool and a resource for you for the next week. Um, and I'm going to be praying that you are praying about these things. So let's pray. God, we are thankful for this opportunity to talk about the sermon and we're thankful for this uh, challenge to pray more. We understand that the things on this prayer list are good things, that even prayers that you want to answer. And it's a joy for us to be able to pray about things that you want to answer and to see you answer. God, we pray that uh, you would shape us through the process as we pray for our spouse, for you to shape them to the likeness of Christ. And I just pray for really good discussions tonight about the weekend sermon. We're so thankful for the way we get well-fed with um, preaching week in and week out. We love you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen.